This is Coffee with Humans with my new friend, Kyle. Welcome to Coffee with Humans. Hey, Jason. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Good morning. So earlier this week, I have a confession to make. Something new that I found out. Uh, that intro where it says, I thought we could be having a coffee in a hot spring in Iceland. Boop. And it showed yeah. up. I Googled that because it's like a hot spring and I needed a picture. And so I found that picture. Well, I was talking to a guy actually from Iceland the other day. And he laughed at me and said, that's not a hot spring. And I was like, of course it is. What are you talking about? He says, actually, that's runoff from a manufacturing plant that uh, is apparently very safe, also warm. So it's it's hot water runoff from a manufacturing plant in Iceland uh, that has high degree of silicon uh, in in the water. So it's apparently very good for you. But it is not a natural hot spring in Iceland. It's all about the marketing game. You can make anything look good. It looked great. He also said it's super expensive to be there. It's like hundred bucks or something like that to go to the to this fake hot. They charge you for that runoff. They do. (laughs) It's like the little pretzel. I don't know if you. I don't know if you eat pretzels. uh, Like the the big snide. I think Snyder's has these big pretzels. Um, And then I, I I can only imagine that what happened is eventually you know pretzels get all beat up and they become these little pretzel pieces, pretzel bites. Now they call them and they sprinkle all sorts of stuff on them, but it's just pretzels that got completely destroyed in the manufacturing process. And now, and now it's marketed to you, you know, as you needed a pretzel bite, you needed a tiny broken piece of pretzel that was, you usually you'd be upset about it. But when you call it pretzel bite, you're like, great, I'll take a bag. Yeah. yeah, perfect. I do love those too. Well, welcome to coffee with humans. Uh, I'm curious what, inspired you to have coffee with me yeah so i was i've been searching for ways to get uncomfortable um you know i've uh, been on this personal development journey and and i'm learning that being uncomfortable is you know that's the way to grow that's uh there's a lot of good things that happen on the other side of getting outside of that comfort zone and, uh, you know, I, I also had a conversation on, on a couple other podcasts before, and I really enjoyed the process and, um, you know, getting to meet a new person and um, just uh, just create a new relationship. And uh, what better way than than doing it live to what did you say live to the entire, you know, the entire web, right? Well, this the is world. today. This is live to Twitch, Facebook, Periscope, which is Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn and Daily Motion, which I think is popular uh, in Europe. OK, yeah, I haven't even heard of some of those platforms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, so the, you're uh, you're you're here because you've been trying to get uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a process and it's something that you have to be intentional about because, uh, you know, we default to uh, relaxing and uh, staying within that comfort zone. So definitely have to seek it out a little bit. Have you in this journey to be uncomfortable? Uh, what, what kinds of things have you ex- have you explored? It sounds like you explored a couple podcasts, which uh, I'm curious what what makes you uncomfortable about that? Well, and it's the speaking really that got me. So it all kind of started with Toastmasters. I got involved with that a couple of years ago now. But I had this, you know, of course, I think tons. It's it's one of the most common fears, right, that people have is is public speaking. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm no different. I had that fear. And I knew that to progress in my career and personal development and all those kind of things, that that was something that I was going to have to get more comfortable with and conquer. And um, also I had told my then girlfriend, now fiance, that I wanted to check it out. And she's um, she's in the acting entertainment industry. So she's super, you know, out of the box and kind of opposite of, of definitely what I am and was at the time. And so I made this comment and I had to I had to stay accountable. I couldn't chicken out that I wanted to go to Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, work on that public speaking. So I finally, finally made the uh, the attempt, and got up there and got in front of people, and and I I really ended up loving it. I it was one of those things where your your heart's racing, and uh, but you don't die. You know, nothing happens. Uh, what's what's the worst case? You you say something dumb, but you know I do that all the time, and. Uh, just being on a bigger scale, it's, it's not so bad. So I think um, uh, I had, yes, I think somebody the other day said something like, uh, nobody's ever died from an anxiety attack. Uh, you just get more anxious and anxious and anxious. And it's like your heart never explodes, even though you feel like it's going to. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, when you find yourself in that situation, standing in front of people thinking, well, I might say something dumb, but I say it all the time. I feel like, uh, if you, if, do you, do you ever frame your, you know, your, uh, I say dumb things as just a, um, as a, uh, like an, an, an endearing quality, you know, like, uh, people buy, people buy antique furniture because of all the nicks and dings and how it's kind of beat up, not, not because it's in pristine condition and that makes it more valuable. So, you know, Hey, it's, it's me. I'm, it's an endearing quality. Sorry if it bugs you. <laughs> well, that's and that's the thing about it is, you know, obviously nobody's perfect. Yeah. And um, having that uniqueness, bringing yourself to the stage is is really what sets you apart. And, and that is that is the beauty of it. It's just a very difficult thing to embrace and and learn to to love, I suppose. Yeah. I think people have a hard time loving themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that probably comes with all the social media and the comparison that's out there. Um, but it's, it's so much easier. It's so much easier to put yourself down than it is to, uh, to build yourself up a lot of times. Yeah. So what else are you doing besides, uh, getting on a podcast and talking to people? That, that makes you uncomfortable? Well, my, my recent transition, my pivot. So I was uh, a CPA doing uh, tax returns and public accounting. Okay. And that was, you know, super comfortable. I'm sitting in a cubicle. I'm preparing returns. I have very little, if no, uh, interaction with other human beings, even when there was people in the office, like I could go a day 
and look around and you know nobody gets up to to chat and everybody stays to themselves and does their work and you know being a hard worker is a good quality but in that environment like there's there's uh you know it's just it's not an ideal living environment to go to work for eight in tax season you're closer to 10 to 12 hours and uh, just bury yourself on the computer so I was doing that and I pivoted into uh, this personal financial um, planning type role um, in, in helping educate people on, on money, teach them some things. And, you know, that comes with uh, reaching out to people, sitting down one on one, uh, asking difficult questions. So that's been a learning process in itself also. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. You're so you seem you seem to be at that kind of place where people look at their lives and think, you know, this is a this is a this is an okay life, but it's not the life that I'm gonna. If I could choose a life, I could choose a path. I'm gonna choose a slightly different path than the one I'm on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I um, I got into personal development a couple of years back. And that kind of opened my eyes to, um, you know, creating myself into making myself more valuable, seeing the, the opportunities that are out there that are and the reality that is that being in the situation that I was, I, I was looking into the future and seeing these uh, partners at tax firms and it, it didn't look like the, the world got the career got in better in the future. <laughs> so, um, you know, trying to try to take control a little bit and, uh, you know, manage, manage those options. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a lot, a lot out there and, you know, you, you want to do your best to design the, the life that you really want to live, I suppose. Yeah. So many people, I think, uh, don't take that opportunity to design like you talk about your uh, life, you know, if you're, if you're in financial planning, I think one of the, one of the questions that, or one of the preliminary thoughts in financial planning is, you know, what are you going to do in the future? What do you want your life to look like? And then back it up with what kind of resources do you need to be able to, con you know, to have that life. Um, and is it, is it your estimation that people start that process too late or later than they should or later than they could? I would say, 95% of the people start too late and another high percentage of people probably just don't give it any thought. Uh, you know, our traditionally we, we work a job for many years and then we, uh, you know, and then we figure out what we want to do in retiring down the road versus yeah, versus uh, having having a plan in place and uh, strategizing from an early point. Yeah, definitely. What do you think? Coupling your your uh, uh, work in personal development and your skill set in financial planning, what do you think are the impediments to people taking the time and effort to set up some sort of plan earlier? Now. Excuse me. Impediments means what is holding them back. Am I correct there? Yeah. I think. Okay. So 
a lot of developing yourself and um, personal improvement, a lot of it's internal, right? You have to do some reflection, maybe look back at decisions you've made or or in the, you know looking into the future of what you actually want. And there's a lot of internal work as far as getting clarity on what you want and and that type of thing. And I think that people don't necessarily want to go in, inside. They don't want to have those conversations and, and, and do the work, I guess. Yeah. I recently got off a call. I mean, the reason, the reason I ask is I recently got off a call, uh, with, uh, my therapist and, uh, she's, she's, she's great, very insightful and asks great questions. And as I'm, as I'm talking through, uh, you know, one of my, uh, one of my strengths, which is, uh, distracting and delaying, <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I said, yeah, I wonder if one of the things, like one of the things that keeps me stuck in some ways is un is unwillingness to go through certain feelings or feel certain feelings. And so if doing, if taking a certain action leads me to a feeling that I don't know yet know how to process, then I won't take that action. Because I think we intuitively know, we kind of intuitively know what's behind the door. You know, like you, you're like, Hey, I'm going to go to public speaking. I, you already intuitively know that I don't want to do public speaking because I'm afraid of standing in front of people and saying something stupid and they're all going to laugh at me and I'm not going to be smart or whatever it is. Right. And right. I intuitively don't go through certain doors because it's like, ah, I'm going to feel sad and I don't want to feel sad. I'm going to feel, you know, fear and I don't, I'm feel ashamed. And I don't want to feel ashamed. And so therefore don't take the action. Don't open the door. Don't go through that. Even though that is your point of liberation. That's like the fear is the gateway. Go through the door because the only way to resolve those things is to take action. And I wonder if people have certain feelings in themselves around finances or life that keep them from, from planning earlier on. Or maybe these things, maybe, maybe we only come to these things after living life. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, and the reality is, I completely agree. We know ourselves so well, and we probably know the answers to all those difficult questions. And, you know, to a certain extent, that's why we avoid them. It's much easier that way. And that, that path of least resistance, that comfort zone, that's, uh, that's easier. Yeah. It's, it's easier. Um, for a bit, it seems easier, right? It's but, easier up front. Uh, but it doesn't, now. over the long haul, and uh, I think the, the um, what, did I, what did I say recently? It's like uh, looking at something like, uh, 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 something that needs to be dealt with or something, uh, and then um, like putting it in a can, instead of like dealing with it, put it in a can, tie it to the back of your car, and then keep driving. And then like another thing comes along, you go, Put it in the can, tie it to the back of your car, keep driving. Put it in the can, tie it to the back of your car. Until all of a sudden, it's like, why is my car going so slowly and why is there so much noise? And I think we do that with our lives. We we look at something go, ah, I don't know what to do. Put it in the can, tie it to the back of our life, keep driving. Put it in the can, tie it to the back of our life. And then we get, we get you know, down the road and we're like, 
why is life so difficult and why is there so much noise? <laughs> like, oh, well, all this, all the stuff you're dragging around. <laughs> yeah, that's a fantastic analogy. And then as far as noise goes, we've, we've just got so much stimulus anymore yeah. with stuff coming in just from every different direction. And that also makes it difficult to, uh, to, you know, ask, take that time with yourself because you, you need to be quiet. You need to, uh, you know, kind of get away from everything. Obviously put this guy down here and then and, and, um, and get quiet. And it's, it's really hard to do that anymore. Yeah, it is. There's, we're bombarded constantly. And I think, uh, I mean, this case in point, I mean, this is a, a show that's being produced <laughs> right. going out, you know, to the internet as another thing to absorb. And I, and I know this for myself, uh, and it's, and I'm, I know the other folks get caught here too, this idea that because I've thought about it or because I've took the information in, somehow I've taken action on it and we can get into a situation where we're just pulling in information but never taking action on it. And so, you know, you're, you're in, you and your personal development journey, there's a lot of things I'm sure that you've brought into your life. And if you learn these things, but never take action on them and just go back to, you know, back to the well and keep dragging up more water, um, to what end? And I think that sometimes people get stuck in a loop of consumption rather than doing something with it. That is, that is right on. And it's one of the hardest things that I, so I've gotten to a point where, you know, I'm at that, I'm, I'm taking in a lot of good things. And to a certain extent, I'm just hoping that my subconscious, subconscious will hang on to enough of it, you know, because um, application is the hardest part especially with the volume uh, of things that we're taking in. And, you know, in, in my journey, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to be more intentional with, you know, I've got, I've got there, the, the information is endless and everything is, ac everything's accessible. Everything is, is free. Everything is, there's so much good stuff out there, but Again, figuring out how uh, how it applies to you and how to break it down into a, a small enough bite that you can start to to work it into your your days. It's it's not the easiest thing, but it's it's definitely the most important thing. Otherwise, yeah, you're just um, you're just spinning your wheels. Yeah. At one point in time, somebody uh, said something like, "Be a river, not a dam." And the concept is that take in things and then, you know, use them, clean them up if you can, but use them in the process and then send, send it downstream. And if we can get into that process of whatever I take in, I then use and send it down to somebody else who's taking it into their life using and sending it downstream. That's, that's who we should be as individuals, uh, because, um, this concept of we go through our lives, we develop experiences. One of the best things we could do is pass on those experiences to another generation. 
uh, or to our peers or to some, you know, whoever's listening, here's what I know and here's how I came about that knowledge. If, if we don't do that, if we just take it in, we're, we're what a library with the doors never open, you know, stories never told. Why, why would we do that? And I think at some point in time, we cross a line where we move from, we move to significance. We want to like, okay, I'm doing these things. So it's, I, uh, this comes from the book, um, halftime by Bob Buford. We move from success to significance. We developed success at some, in some way, but that wasn't enough. And then we went, okay, but how am I making a difference? What is significant about the things that I've, that I have, or I've amassed or the things that I know. And we have to make, we have to consciously reflect at that point in time and go, what kind of significant mark do I want to make? And what does that look like? And people who don't go through that process become recalcitrant and stuck and crabby in old age and full of regrets. And the people who do reflect and make that change, much like you've made a change from, I don't want my life to look like this. How am I going to leverage this to something different that it feels more significant to me? People who do that um, become more fulfilled, uh, become more alive, work on things that need to be worked on, address their fears, and become, a, I think, a positive example to the folks that they're around. Yeah, I have a lot of responses to that, but that, that's fantastic. I mean, first of all, there's and it, it comes down to it comes comes back to there's there's so much there's so much content out there that you can't you can't look at it like changing the world because you know your voice might not be that big but if you change that that one life you know you tell a story or share some information and that one person takes it in and they're able to duplicate that and that's uh you know that the multiplication factor that's that's how i mean with all the information going around that's uh you know that's the that's how changes are going to happen by you know one one person at a time i suppose um yeah. i think and so then, uh, what's that i said i think so it's easier again to break it down into bite sizes it's easier to do that than to change a to change a million lives. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you said you said when you were when you signed up uh, for Coffee with Humans, you said that if there was a chapter of of your if your life were a novel, a chapter of your book would be, and he still turned out okay. <laughs> I'm curious what I'm curious what's that about. I feel like uh, I feel like we all have those moments. <laughs> what what's what's behind yours? Well, I was, I just, um, I just felt like I was drifting for a long time. Okay. So I'm 32, 32 years young. And I just started kind of trying to, I started being intentional about improving myself and, um, you know, becoming a better person versus, um, like I said, drifting mm -hmm. just a couple of years ago and figuring out what was important and, and all these couple of things. I actually, I played baseball um, forever. Uh, I was actually able to go overseas and, uh, you know, I played through school and, and just kept going. And, and I had a, 
it was my passion obviously is you know what i love to do and and i i took it a long ways and, and had a lot of great experiences but at the end of the day i didn't feel like it was kind of that that looking in moment where you you had said uh, you know what's the significance i didn't feel like i was helping anybody or uh, providing any value. I was just having fun uh, for my for my own personal enjoyment and uh, doing what I wanted to do. Um, I was having too much fun uh, as far as uh, intake and consumption on on some other things, and you know, like like I said, just uh, just getting by, enjoying life, and and. I had plenty of experiences through that where uh, maybe didn't make the right or, you know, the best uh, long-term decisions. And, and like I said, it still turned out all right. I still have plenty of years to go to uh, turn the ship around and, and um, do a lot of good things. I think that's part of the, um, I don't know, the idea that everybody's on a journey and, there are maybe maybe more more than one path to the mountaintop on that journey, uh, or through the valley, wherever you're at, and and as long as we take, as long as we continue to, to move forward, we can delay in a certain point, and we can take a day trip, we could get stuck in the mud, you know, but but when but when it's time to move, paying attention to that voice that says, okay, it's time it's time to move from this place move you know one step in front of the other uh which you know that's that's what a lot about coffee with humans is about it's just this idea that we can be very intentional about spending time together and if two people or get together in a in a space uh that we we really have the opportunity to walk for just a moment on the journey on our individual journeys with somebody else and good things in fact great things can come of that um and and it really just does take just being intentional about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in the fact that everything, everything happens for a reason and, um, you know, throughout your life kind of thing. So I turning out where I am today, what I'm doing right now, which I, I'm in love with this position that I'm in. And all those things, you know, they, they got me, whether I, I did good things or bad things, they got me to the point where I am today. So, you know, it's never too late. And there's always a reason and a purpose for things that are going on. Uh, and I believe that to be true. So that uh, that's a big one for me. And then I was going to say, too, um, I don't know if you are a believer or familiar with, you know, the law of attraction and, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of uh, information. I, I love that we can um, get on, on the, get on the phone here and have these kind of conversations. I feel, I was just thinking about this the other day. I feel like, so in that idea of attraction, you know, you're in your everyday life, you're out and about and you're, bringing in people and ideas and crossing paths with things. Um, and I think that it's that there's gotta be some kind of crazy shift in, in that, 
this whole pandemic thing, you know, not to get into that too much, but nobody's really out and about and we're all virtual. And I wonder, I was thinking to myself how that affects, you know, your, your interactions and your, uh, your kind of attractions, um, not being physically really around people or, or being in out in the world. Um, and just being more stagnant at home. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thought line. My my experience has been that people are in need, significant need, I would say, of connection, real, true, authentic connection. And we have we have a proxy to that connection when we go out, you know, to a restaurant or a bar, meet new people, uh, and we hope we in some way we really hope that you know, that connection is going to develop into something more and something deeper uh, with whoever it is, you know, we're, we're sitting there watching the game with or something like that. Um, and it, it reminds me, I was, I was at uh, this uh, end of last year that was kind of open in this area. And I was watching a, watching a game with somebody and I was, I, my headspace was just like, I can't take shallow conversations. So I'm watching a game at a bar and there's this big dude. He's kind of a fun, fun guy, big, you know, big burly uh italian guy and he's our dude he's always like hey how's it going and just big boisterous personality and but shallow always shallow always a joke is something we got to laugh at or whatever and i would i had had enough i couldn't do it anymore because i just can't i can't exist in that level of conversation for very long (laughs) and so finally i just looked at him i was like i said why do you do that I said, why do you just, you're like, you like bob and weave as you're talking. And, and I said, I, I said, um, I can't do that shallow conversation. I said, that's, that's not the relationship you're a guy, you and I are going to have anymore. And he didn't know what to say. He kind of, he kind of looked at me and he's like, uh, I, okay. I don't know why I do that. You're right. I do do that. And he's like, got really introspective and he was like, I, yeah. And all of a sudden it's just like, it brought it to a deeper level, like understanding and level that's like, you, you know, you don't have to just be superficial and, and disconnected and have this proxy for real connection by just being a jokester with me. You can just be you. It's totally fine. <laughs> cause, cause otherwise if we don't do that for some, if, if we, if we are not real and authentic with somebody, we encourage everybody else around us to not be real and authentic. But that's not what people are looking for. And I think that we have to develop or are developing new skills by being remote and dis, you know, socially distanced. How do we develop those and have uh, those skills to have more true connection, even though we can't be in proximity to one another? The, the need doesn't go away. It's just how do we get to that point? that has to change. And I think some people have successfully or are successfully making that change. And some people aren't as evidenced by, um, conference calls nowadays, you know, you, you get on a conference call with, you know, some people from a a business or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, a cat like jumps up on somebody and just like, Oh, you have a life. Or there's a kid like in the background, you know, chatter, 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 chatter. And they're like, it, it's no longer unacceptable to have a life. You know, it used to be like, yeah. it's like you you used to hold yourself away in your, you know, your, your, uh, office and be like, I have no kids. I got nothing going on. You know, we'll I'm pretend we're just exactly. 
And now it's just like, hold on a second. Um, yeah, the Swiffer, you put the thing on the bottom. <laughs> and then you go right back to, you know, it's it's real, it's true, or more real and more true to what life really is. These We are holistic beings craving connection. Uh, and in the middle of it, in the middle of it, we're, you know, we each have something we're trying to get done, <laughs> something that's in our minds and our hearts and trying somebody we want to be. Yeah. And uh, along with being authentic and what you're, you know, you're attracting and authenticity, people, people can sense if you're being real with them or not. If you're, if you're just cracking jokes, did you just, had you just come from, um, your therapist before that game. And then that's not, sounds like you changed that man's life. I was, I was in a particularly weird mood in my brain. And I was just like, I can't have, I can't have shallow conversations. And yeah. And I, and I, I have learned. So just like you, you're on your, your journey of self-discovery is you want to put yourself out there into some ways that you might fear and, and just know that it's okay. And you want to try things that are new and put yourself in uncomfortable positions. Um, me, I've gone through, you know, on, on my journey, it's kind of like, okay, well, what am I, how am I going to, um, uh, how do I phrase this in that circumstance? It was like, how am I going to exist around other people and not, and also just be me. And I'm going to be, I'm just not going to allow this, you know, shallow thing going on. I just, but I want to be, I like, I want to be near this, you know, these people, these are my friends, but I also need them to know that listen, you're exhausting me right now. And so it's like, I'm exhausted by you because I can't do the shallow thing. And I didn't say, you know, you wouldn't say it that way, but it's, it's sort of uh, breaking down barriers for me. And just um, in some ways, how do you, how do you, um, yeah. How do you make change around you? When you want to make change, make change. When you want to have, you know, kick back and be a jokester, be that person too. Um, but how do you, um, how do you not get caught or how do I not get caught sometimes in the trap of being whoever people around me need me to be instead of the person who I am? And Well, that's such a good example that you brought up because in conforming to this shallow conversation, you know, a part of you is like, I can't say anything because I don't know how he'll react. Mm-hmm. But just by being authentic and saying, what is, what are you, what are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> What's your intention here? Again, nobody died. And this guy was like, oh, that is a good, inque- that is a good question. Um, and, you know, he respected you more for throwing it out there, I'm sure, than for uh, keeping him going. Yeah, it was and certainly he- unexpected. but but i it i i am convinced that we all as humans really do really do want these true connections and when we um when we don't get them we start to uh we start uh, parts parts of us start to die off and and so we need to get ourselves back into those situations uh, or or craft boundaries or call each other to account something to say listen we need to we like this isn't real life here this this shallow thing it feels like we're at a comedy club um and i'm you know life's not a comedy right now so don't do this with me 
<laughs> well, we're afraid. We're afraid to be weird. Everybody's weird, but they're afraid to uh, to embrace it. <laughs> but it is like you talk about. It is. It is our individual weirdness that other people connect with. Like you say, people can see when you're just being you. It's it's that sixth sense, the thing that you are that uh, that makes everything congruous. The the your facial expressions, the words that you speak, your posture, that sixth sense like comes back into there and goes, oh, this guy's real, true, and authentic. And versus, uh, versus like, no, this is a this is an act. We're watching a play here, and it's not even a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, people can tell, and it's it's just it's more work. It's more work to. Uh, to put on that charade anyways. Yeah, I think so. You must find it. You must find it as you deal with people in the financial services industry. When you have real, true, authentic conversations with people about their situations and what you can do for them, you must find that you get into some of that flow where it's just like, man, this is just clicking and it all makes sense versus when you might find yourself out outside of that flow and you're just like, ah, this is herky-jerky and I'm not even sure if we're connecting. Yeah, that one's tricky because uh, the people that that don't, and this isn't, this is a blanket statement and it's not true, but more, more often the people that are, uh, those herky-jerky conversations, it's not that they're self-conscious about being weird. It's that they're self-conscious about their, uh, you know, they about what they know about what's going on and the situation that they're in. And that sometimes can be difficult for people to, to be outward with and to, to share. How do you get through the barrier that people have with, uh, them feeling like, Hey, I have, I don't know enough. I feel like you're gonna. Uh, I feel like you know you're you don't have my best interest in mind or something like that. Um, how 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 do you deal with that and and break through those barriers with people? Well, I think that strength in numbers is huge uh, on that front because I. Uh, like our school systems, they don't they don't really teach us about the basics, about things that we should know um, about our financial system, our financial plan, our security, our future. Everything is is either traditional and, and you just kind of ride ride the wave or you can do some research for yourself on online, but they don't system doesn't really prepare us for it. So the majority of people are, are in that, that boat where they, they're not as, as educated, as informed as they could be. Um, and I think that's the biggest one, you know, in, in hopes of al- allowing people to, to feel more comfortable is that they're not in a minority for not knowing some of this information or not being as, uh, planned and prepared as they could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I think people intuitively know that they don't. Uh, they don't. They don't. Maybe have some of the knowledge that they feel they should have, which leads them 
to then not be um, open, perhaps, or to be uh, resistant, I guess might be another way to put it, to to dealing with things they need to deal with. And and that one comes back to pride and ego. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of people don't know, and they're like, I don't know. Teach me. Mm-hmm. And then you have the people that are like on the inside. They're like, I don't know, but I ain't gonna tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> can do you? Can you see those people? Do you? Do you? Do you uh, can you intuit uh, that feeling from people? Yeah, usually. Yeah, <laughs> it's it. And what do you what's the feeling that you get in those moments just as a human being? You know, not if you were trying to let let's somehow subtract this idea that you're trying to work with them on something. What's the feeling that you walk away with in those moments from those folks? Well, it's um, it's just it's a pattern uh, that whether it's procrastination or um, an ignorance is bliss type of thing. Mm. It's, it's a pattern that, that people get stuck in and ride out. And some people don't want help or won't accept it. And there's not much you can do on that front. Yeah, it is. It's, it's true. It's some of that does become habitual and then it builds up over time. You know, like the guy at the bar who just dodges and weaves, you know, and uh, it just becomes a jokester. It's just a habit that's been built up, like you talk about. And it seems, uh, it seems that habits never, somebody just recently told me this, habits never die, they just get replaced. Yeah. Once we've developed a habit, we can have, we can go back to that habit at any point in time. It's programmed now, but to to remove that habit you can't just take it away now you have a void you have to fill it with a different habit a better habit a habit that does lead to something successful and that takes you know takes you know like we talked about before it's like takes quiet takes introspection it takes thinking 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 things through it takes going to somebody else you know like yourself and saying hey how how you know walk me through this help me build up these habits uh, because there are things that you'll see about the world that things that, that I won't see. And that's why we need to have these conversations. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's much easier to write out a habit, good or bad. Well, it's much easier to write out a bad one than it is a good one. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. So what's on your, uh, what's on your, agenda here for the net for 2021 i know we're kind of at the beginning part of the year uh what's what's your focus i'm getting married this year what awesome that's exciting Um, yeah it is it is um so on 828 in august in des moines uh i'm actually in atlanta but from iowa from des moines originally uh, both me and my fiance are and um, so we'll be going back there. Um, she's a super planner, so everything is pretty much accounted for. And, and now we're just coasting. I think we're at like 220 days right now. Wow, you're counting. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, super excited for that. And, you know, hopefully um, there's no headcount rules 
and we could just have the traditional uh, wedding party and, and all that good stuff. But that's that's my uh, my big news for the year. That is exciting. Congratulations. I hope also that this will be opened up and you'll be able to uh, just have the party that you're looking forward forward to. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, we're coming up on the end of our time here. Uh, any any w- words of wisdom that you want to uh, that you want to impart? Things that you've learned from this these kind of more recent times on your journey. I'm gonna go back to our opening question and just suggest or recommend that people seek some levels of uncomfort because that's where that growth is. That's where, you know, whether you have a great experience that you never would have had because it was easier to stay home. I've had a lot of those situations or you learn something about yourself. Um, it's going to come through getting a little bit uncomfortable. And um, now more than ever, we have to be intentional and seek those opportunities. Yeah. Good wisdom, man. Well, I uh, encourage you in, uh, on your journey and honor the place that you're at. Again, congratulations on this news uh, that you're getting married at the end of the year. Thank you. Uh, super fantastic. Uh, and thanks for being at Coffee with Humans. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, Jason. I really enjoyed the time. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me, coffeewithhumans.com.